Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pure Faith Podcast, the podcast where we discuss all things Bible. I am your host, Mitchell Heitkamp, and with me is my co-host and sister, Michelle Wehmeyer. Good morning! If you haven't done so yet, then we ask that you follow us on your favorite podcast app and also leave a review so others can find us. And we also ask that you check us out on our new home on the web, which is purefaithliving.com. There you will see some blog posts that were written by me and Noah Wehmeyer. And you can also subscribe to our email list that currently gets you absolutely nothing. <laughs> we say that every time. Yeah. You get nothing. You One get of these nothing. days you will get something. One of these days. <laughs> I just don't have it. Our, our website's just not big enough yet for me to justify doing all that. Yeah. It'll get there. Yeah, it'll get there. Yep. But I do appreciate everybody who has signed up for our email subscription list. We do have quite a few people that have signed up. Oh, good. But it, we're still in the building process, and that's just not very high on my priority list right now. <laughs> There's <laughs> other things I need to do. wonder what that is. Actually, one of the things I really need to start working on is YouTube videos. Oh, my. Yeah, you got a camera. I'm glad we don't record these. First of all, for what you have on. What's wrong? I am looking <laughs> dapper this morning. Second of all, for what I look like. <laughs> I'm dapper. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Well, uh, anyways. Well, yeah, well, you know, there's plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, plenty of time. I don't know where it's at. I don't have it. No, well, <laughs> I don't know if anybody really has it, but it'll all come together. It's God's plan. It'll, it's all, God's come, plan. it'll all come together. Everything will happen according to his time. Exactly. So, how you doing? I'm good. Okay, good. How are you? I'm good. I didn't know if you were sleepy. Um, baby's doing good? Ba- baby's doing good. My, my primary rule is not the baby. It's the other two? It's the other two. Oh, boy. They're exhausting. Yeah. But at least they sleep through the night. Yep, that's true. It's just I have to get up with them when they wake up. Early in the morning. And Paige and Ephraim still sleep. Yes. So. Eli was a clingy butt yesterday. He's always a clingy butt. Yeah. He's just in that phase. Yeah. He wanted to be held. I'm just glad it was to you yesterday and not to me. Oh, he was (laughs) clinging to me yesterday. I don't know what it was, but every time I turned around, he had his arms up to me. And I'm like, and you can't say no to him. Oh, I do. That's why he went to you. He's so cute. And I'm like, oh. But yeah, I, it gets it gets me my workout. I mean, my arms. Let me tell you, he's, he's he's a beefcake. Oh, he is a beefcake. All right. So, but now we had a good day yesterday. Pastor Kelly came out to the barn and he did a blessing over our, our kids who are going back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great experience for all of them to get that blessing. So uh, we appreciate everything that he does, especially after after hours. I mean, it, this yeah. it is. All the time, there's something going on. So uh, we appreciate what him and his family do for our families. So, but it yeah. was a good. It was it was hot. It was, um, hot. it was very hot. We we were doing prayers. We had a meal, and um, towards the end, it rained. And there's it's nothing really better cool. than well, the cool off, but nothing better than a rainbow at the end of all of it. Yeah. So it was a true blessing. So again, we thank them for for everything that they do. And we're going into Matthew. Yes, we we are not going to get sidetracked as no, bad. We're not going to go on as we did last week. Yeah, we were not ready last week, so I'm glad that we just went ahead and did. Well, I'm not saying we're ready this week. I'm well, <laughs> you're exactly. <laughs> we're, at least we. At least I knew kind of what the topic was this week. <laughs> so, but yes, we are going to continue our Bible study in Matthew two. 
And I'm going to start off, I'm going to read the, the Magi story again, or the Wise Men story, which that's something interesting. You Only only the NIV called them the Magi. Yeah, I think you had made that comment before, but I can't Did remember I? what the other... Everybody else calls them Wise Men. Yeah. I remember you making that comment. And you so. know what? I don't think I had ever heard them called the Magi, right? Magi. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that I've ever heard them called that before until... You really took a, a big interest into them. Yeah. So, but, we always yeah, call I was, them I was calling them Magi, but technically, well, I mean, I, I haven't checked all, I don't know how many thousands of translations there are, but to see what I checked call? half dozen or more. And the only one I found that actually called them Magi is the NIV. Really? Yeah. That's all the other ones call them the wise men. Well, go so, ahead and get your story started. Okay, I'll try. Let's get it. Okay, so we'll go ahead and read Matthew 2, Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. Okay. And I'm reading the ESV, which says wise men. I was going to say, because I've got NIV on my phone, but go for it. Okay. <laughs> now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes and people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they sold the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. So, we've already discussed verses 1 and 2, where we discussed a lot of the history from the Magi, who the Magi were, where they came from. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of the details about them. And there's one more thing that I wanted to mention about verse 2 before we move on. And verse 2 is where they ask, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. We discussed how they were coming from the east, probably Babylon. And they were coming across... And how they knew the direction, which, and, and they knew the prophecy probably of this coming Messiah. Mm-hmm. So they somewhat followed the star. They knew they had to go west, and they get to Jerusalem, which is the capital of Israel. And they go in, and they ask, "Where is the King of the Jews?" Well, like we said last time. 
they seen the star when it rose. Right. And they knew which direction it was. Right. But they didn't know exactly. Like, it wasn't right. in it front of them the whole time. <laughs> right. Uh, that is kind of a, a misconception that is out there that the star was leading them the entire time. But we'll talk about this a little bit later about why that's probably not true. But for what I'm trying to say here, they knew which direction to go. They knew they were going to a Jewish territory. They knew they were going to Israel. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they asked, they just walked in like, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? I think they fully expected everybody there. To know what they were talking about? Yes. And be well aware, well versed of who this king of the Jews was. And be joyful in answering them. Probably like, oh yes, he's He's here. here. Let us take you to him. Yeah. But a lot of them just question. Yeah. They're like, what What are you talking talking about? about? Yeah. And, well, that's the other thing. They went to Jerusalem, which is the capital city. Typically, kings are in the capital yes. city. Yes. So, they're going to this capital city and they're like, where's this king of the Jews that was born? Remember, it's been almost two years since Jesus was born at yeah. this point. Yeah, because we need we talked about this. Yeah. This was, this was a journey for them. This was this, a long and journey. It was a stop on the way, too, to guide them to where it's going to be. So... Yeah. I haven't found anything that says this, but it makes sense in my mind that they are, or that they fully expected everybody to know where Jesus was and that they would be worshiping and all this, that like they would just know this, but they go in there like, Hey, where's this king of the Jews? And this leads us into verse three, which says when Herod, the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. He was troubled. So why was he troubled? Right. Why was he troubled? Was it, did he already have an inclination of what they were talking about? Or was he just completely oblivious to all of it because they were calling him the king? So the way I have my notes set up, we're not really going to dive deep into Herod until we get through the Magi story. Okay. It'll be after the Magi story is when we really hammer deep into who King Herod is. Okay. And all that. Okay. I'm kind of keeping this one somewhat focused on on the wise men. But something to know about King Herod is he wasn't a Jew. He was appointed as the quote-unquote king of the Jews Mm -hmm. by the Roman authorities. Okay. So he was appointed to that position. And King Herod was not a nice person. Right. He would kill people just out of spite. He... One of the, the big things that I thought was crazy is whenever he was getting close to his death and he knew that his death was coming, he had all like the bigger officials in the city. So poets, artists, people that were actually beloved by the people. He had all of them arrested <laughs> and sentenced them all to death as soon as King Herod himself dies they were ordered to kill all these other people so there would be mourning in the city at the time of his death. Oh, for gosh sakes. But he died, and the people were like, he's dead, we don't have to obey the law anymore. And they set everybody free. (laughs) So it never actually happened. But that's what he was trying to do. And that just kind of, in my mind, sums up the type of person he was. Right, right. But he he was not a good person. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we go back to the question of why was he troubled and all the people with him? Well, this kind of ties back to what I think our modern day society is like. The reason they were disturbed is because they feared what the Messiah meant. They were stuck in living in a secular type lifestyle. They lived in sin. They yeah. they didn't obey the Christian lifestyle, which at that point it wasn't a Christian lifestyle because Christ wasn't technically born yet. Born yet? Well, he was born. <laughs> he was, but no, he knew. But yeah, he, yeah. he didn't have his ministry, but he didn't fulfill what he came to do yet. So they, at that point, yes, Jesus was born, but as far as the people knew, they were still expecting a Messiah yeah. to come. So they were kind of in that. And they weren't expecting a baby. No, they were not expecting right, a baby. Right. So they were in that in-between period. And they they knew that if the Messiah had come, the Messiah was going to come and change everything. everything. He was going to call him out. But again, let's remember, they were expecting this conquering king right. to just kind of show up. And they were expecting this, a warrior. this warrior to yes. come in and be like, you're all wrong. You're punished. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Well, no, it was a baby. And now Jesus came in, in a nice so way. So were the, were the wise men the first to know then that it was a baby? Other than, of course, you know, Mary and Joseph. Like, and where they were like well, people. I remember the story from Luke where the, the angels appeared to the shepherds. Out, oh, yeah. Outside the town. Yeah. And they were joined with the heavenly host singing praise. To right. God. So, but still, that's only a handful of people. Yeah. So, yeah. really, the wise yeah. men are telling everyone kind as of. they're traveling, well, other than the angels. Like, really, they're the ones that are, are saying that. Those shepherds did go into town. And then yes. they went and seen and seen that what the angels told them was true. And then they were going out and telling people. Okay. But it's still... As far as the capital, mm-hmm. these wise men may have been the first. First ones to. Yeah. At least put the capital city on alert that, hey, the king of the Jews has been born. Yeah. Or the coming Messiah has been born. And so, yeah. And to they, give them the realization that it wasn't this warrior, that they, this man, yeah. I mean, he, they were the first ones to tell them differently. Yeah. And that's why they were troubled, though, because. Yeah. Well, Herod. He he was very protective of his kingship, mm. his appointed position. Yeah. Because he knew that he wasn't Jewish. He knew that he was walking like a fine line almost. Yeah. And that he was just appointed by Rome. And so he was especially disturbed because of this. So, he, like I said, they were living just sin throughout. I mean, let's be honest. You just go out and just randomly kill people. Yeah. That's not a good thing. That's a very sinful thing. Right. Right. And just the way they live their lives. I won't get too much into that. I'm probably talking more about this than I should be. (laughs) I need to move on. But yeah, so they were disturbed because of what the coming Messiah meant to the way they lived their lives. And honestly, that's kind of the same way it is today. Like, we all expect there to be another coming Messiah. Yes. Jesus said he was coming back. Yes. So we are all living in a state of knowing that Jesus is coming back. 
We don't know when. We don't know where. We don't know how. What for? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's hints that, you know, he'll be coming down on a cloud. Yeah. Like the way he went up. But we don't know when, where, how for sure. Like, we don't know any details. We just know that Jesus is coming back. And I'm going to venture a guess here and say that a vast majority of the people of this world would be greatly disturbed and troubled if Jesus comes back. Yeah. If the day you hear this, Jesus shows up that day or the next day. Depending on how you're living your life. Yes. There's going to be a lot of people disturbed and troubled over the fact that Jesus comes back. Yes. Because he's going to call everybody out. Oh, yeah. On all the sinful things they do. Yeah. And And if you're not praying, and if you're not asking for forgiveness, because everybody sins. Yep. Everybody Everybody sins. sins. If you are not praying and asking for forgiveness, you should be scared. Mm Mm-hmm. You should be. Because it could happen. It could happen today. It could happen next year. It could happen in 10 years. It could happen in 100 years. You have no idea. It could happen in 1,000 years. It could happen in the next 20 minutes. It could. It could be happening right now. It could be. And I prayed this morning. And I pray for forgiveness for my sins. So if he comes now, I know where I'm going. And that's how everyone, if you're listening, that's, I mean, that's the way you it's really the way you should live. Like, yep. you know, it, it can happen anytime, but that's okay. Yep. You will be saved. Sorry. Go it's ahead. Very true. <laughs> no, it's very true. So, but yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. I know, right? I, that, I don't know what else to say. I know. <laughs> so, uh, we'll continue on into verse, we'll actually go through four through six. So, and then. So after going back to three, it says, when Herod, the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And four continues and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet and you of Bethlehem and the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So this prophecy comes from Micah 5, 2 through 4. Okay. So I don't really Wait. think there's much more I need to say on that. No. Just, if yeah. you're really curious about that, go to Micah yeah. 5, 2 through 4. Okay. And that's where this comes from. So we're going to continue on. Look how fast we got through those Alrighty. three verses. It took us two and a half episodes to get through the first three. And These pe- the people listening to us are in complete shock right now. Yeah. The- did you just say you're moving on? Yep, yes, we did. Straight on to number seven. <laughs> and we'll be there for the rest of the day. I don't know. So, verse seven says, Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. Okay. So, this is pretty self-explanatory. Um, I'm going to keep going to eight... And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. So we kind of discussed about how the wise men showed up and they were expecting everybody to know where this newborn king of the Jews was. Yes. Everybody was perplexed, didn't know what was going on. Well, it was customary at those days. If you have 
visitors into your kingdom mm-hmm. that you give them an escort to show them around. Okay. You don't just say, oh, yeah, he's he's over there somewhere. You just go and find him, and if you find him, let me know. No, you send an escort with them to help them find whatever they're looking for, help guide them, and probably also to protect a little bit from any Well, that's what I was play. thinking, yeah. Yeah. Not, a, not that they're trying to steal anything or... But to help protect the kingdom. Yes. Yeah. Well, they don't do this. They don't do any of that. They're just like, oh, he's, he's in this town just down the road. Just go. Go, go on your him. way. Yeah. Just let me know if you find him so I can go kill him. I mean, you're crazy. Right. <laughs> but that's kind of surprising, though, too. If he's so disturbed by all of it, why he why he doesn't want to send somebody? I don't really. I mean, obviously, all we have is what the Bible tells us. Yeah. So we don't know yeah. what else is going on. But the one thing I can think of is he, I mean, th- these guys just show up out of the blue and say this and. Yeah. So he's he, yeah. already trying to form a plan of what he can do to protect his position. Right. You know, his he just thinking self-centeredly, like, hey, this is all about me. What do I have to do to make sure it stays about me? Right. right. And so this is, he's probably still working on devising a plan as yeah. far as what he can do. I'm so sure. he sends them away, but there's a key fact in verse 7. That says that Herod, the big word they use is ascertained, which is just a big way of saying Herod found out exactly when the star appeared. And as it said earlier, and I don't remember what verse, I don't have it up in front of me, but it said that uh, in verse two, it says, uh, for we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. So that's what the wise men said. So the wise men are claiming that as soon as Jesus was born, the star appeared. Right. And that's what they were following. That's what they were going off of. So Herod found out exactly when that was, Mm -hmm. which basically marked the birth of Jesus. So Herod learned when Jesus was born. Which put an age to... Yes. Mm -hmm. So that kind of put an age on it. And that's going to come into play more later. Okay. But for now, Herod learned that time and then sent them away. So Herod had that little piece of information. But again, I'm still going back to the fact that they sent him away with no escort. Yeah. Now, granted, in modern day, I mean, granted, things were probably different back then. Well, I know they were different back right, then. Right, right. But it's not so different from modern day that we can't use this modern day information. So just do a random search on the internet for driving directions from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. It is a 27 minute drive. Okay. But it's only 6.4 miles. So for where we live, you could drive 6.4 miles and probably... Seven or eight minutes. I was going to say, at least half the time of what that says. Depending on where you're driving at. But if you go to someplace like New York, it would take you 10 Uh, hours to go 6.4 miles. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's true. I've never been in New York. But New York City. Yeah. So, but for some people, that's like, oh, man, that's fast. For us, it's like, good Lord, you can walk that. Right. (laughs) 
But that's the thing. That's what they would have done back then is walk. Yeah. That's only 6.4 miles. Even a slow pace, you get there in like two hours. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you walk three miles an hour, <laughs> say 3.2 miles per hour, you would get there in two hours. Yeah. But they couldn't make that walk. My modeling. Let's, let's, let's be honest here. <laughs> a two-hour walk, one way, so four or five hours round trip. To go see the Messiah? Yeah. Yeah, that's nothing. Mm-mm. That was nothing. If if I remember correctly, that's actually closer than what people walked to go see John the Baptist. Okay. I think John the Baptist was further away than what Jerusalem was to Bethlehem. <laughs> um, I'd have to double check that for sure, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. Oh, my gosh. But, so, yeah, they could have walked that in yeah. a day. Yeah. And it would have had little effect on their life. Well. It, it wouldn't have taken a whole lot of effort. No. Let's face facts. They walked everywhere, so they were right. used to walking. <laughs> so, it really wouldn't have been that much effort. No. No. But they had no desire to go and find Jesus. Nope. No desire at all. That's mind-boggling. My goodness. So... All right, we'll go ahead and stop there. Okay. We will pick up with the Magi, or the wise men actually leaving King Herod in Jerusalem to head to Bethlehem. Okay. In our next episode. And then talk about the wise men finding Jesus and what they do when they find Jesus and all that other stuff. Whenever we come back on our next episode. It sounds good to me. I made a note of it, so I look forward to it. So we would like to thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pure Faith Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to send us a friendly hello, you can email us <laughs> at podcast at purefaithliving.com. Or you can go to purefaithliving.com and go to the contact page and send us a message through that. And if you like what we're doing, if you like our message, if you like the content we're putting out there, then we ask that you share this show with others so we can all work together in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And we will talk to you again next time. And real quick, I got my devotional out this morning, and I found this, and I wanted to share it with you all. God's well of grace is deeper than we ever could imagine. So let's drink from it today. Have a great day, everyone.